0: Hi Kirby. Hi Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Angeles. Welcome, Glamjelinos. We hope you stay a while. Thank you. That's cute. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes
1: until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. We're gonna kick things off with a little housekeeping. First and foremost, if you participated in the Los Angeles Confidential, this recent round with Vacation, thank you so much. We had a huge group of people submit to be a part of this. And initially with Vacation, we were only going to seed it to 30 people, but because of how many people uh, signed up, they graciously offered to send it to 150 of you. And for the others that did not get the free product, they offered a 30% off code. So I hope you guys were able to utilize that code. And for those of you who did get the product, it's now time to leave a review. You should have received a link directly from vacation, not last week, but the week before, asking you to leave the review. A lot of you got it. About 60% of you have already left a review, which is great. We did outreach last week for those of you that did not leave a review. And I got some emails to our Los Angeles Pod account saying, oh, I did leave a review. If you didn't leave a review under the same email that you signed up with, there's no way for us to know that. So... Just saying, like, if you already left it, that's great. Like, don't freak out. But I understand why you may be freaking out because (laughs) when we sent this letter, we said that if you do not leave a review by end of week, this week, April 28th, you won't be eligible moving forward because we have your name, we have your email address, we have all of your information. So we know who will and will have not left a review by the end of this week. So if you are still having trouble, please reach out to us directly. Send an email. Um, and let us know, but Vacation did send another email on Friday the 21st. So check your spam, check all of it, uh, and and leave a review. We appreciate it. There's going to be so many more opportunities to do this. We're going to start a whole program starting this summer. So we, we really appreciate everyone that has taken the time to review and test the product. Speaking of listeners, I wanted to read a post in our Facebook group. Because it's relevant to last friday's episode about the most popular sunscreens according to glams okay i thought this was an interesting conversation so that's why i want to bring it up and sarah i'm gonna i want to get your thoughts after i read the initial post okay this is from sahara and they say, I love the pod and I love sunscreen. I listen to the newest app that talks about super goop unseen sunscreen as the most popular, but in my opinion, popular doesn't mean best. This brand has been in Birchbox since at least Birchbox's heyday and also in FabFitFun. So I think it has some of the biggest name recognition in the United States. Personally, I hate Unseen Sunscreen so much because of the texture, but I do love the original Play Sunscreen. Super big fan of the pod, but just pointing out that the poll probably reflects ra- name recognition more than it does actual performance. What would you s-
0: respond to Sahara? I mean, I think that's definitely fair. To her point, Supergoop is like one of the OG uh sunscreen brands that has, like she says, notability is that right um and i do agree with her too i honestly use the play sunscreen more on a day-to-day basis especially on um zoe we have like the big pump you know that giant one that they have like right by the door leave it there so we remember to apply it um, right before we leave. I know I say that I like Pipette for them, which I, I do, and I use that one on their face. But the Play sunscreen is just so easy for like the whole family to use. You can even just like take that big one into the car. But yeah, that is very interesting. That's so funny that she said she hates it. I, I could see that. The, the texture is definitely not for everyone. Right. I don't like Unseen.
1: Unseen is not – Yeah. I do not like the texture of Unseen – And I prefer Play as well. Play, I have the pump as well. I love that stuff. I think it's incredible. I don't honestly want my sunscreen to feel like a primer, but I do like that it's clear. And I think that's honestly why I gravitate more towards Elta because it is, you can't see it. It's like white, not clear, Mm -hmm. but it's white. And it doesn't feel like a primer. Right. But this was kind of my point. I did respond to this uh, because i was like this is a good conversation because one of the things that she points out is popular doesn't mean best and i i don't know if you and i have talked about this on the podcast before but there are two ways that this affects our jobs personally one being when it comes to like a publisher publishers love to talk about that they're like number one in com score or number one with this or like has this high of engagement on their posts or whatever and it's like sure but is your content causing controversy and outrage? Because a lot of the posts that I see right. on places like Facebook, I see old posts being repurposed now, months later, because they generate outrage. And it's
0: guaranteed to get people commenting in some facet. Totally, yeah. I saw The Cut recently do this. Maybe it was The Cut or I don't know. Like you said, very popular publisher. And I was like, this seems like an old article and it was one of those like outrageous headlines where people just were like fighting in the comments
1: (laughs) i mean pop sugar is doing this currently which is a whole different conversation i have had publicists ask me if i'm freelancing for pop sugar again i have not worked for pop sugar since 2019 not even in a freelance capacity they like because they're taking taking, yep they're taking my old stories updating them i mean there is a story about shaving my face and I don't blame them necessarily this is just how the game is played this at this point but it was the number one post on the site for years when I wrote it. It was, I'm a woman and I shaved my face. It was like a novel idea in 2014, 2015 when I wrote it. Now nobody really cares because dermaplaning is so popular. But they have updated that post and I'm reading it. I'm like, these aren't my words. Didn't say this. Would never recommend dermaflash. Hate dermaflash with a passion. Think it's completely overrated. Why wow. would you pay $200 for a razor? True. Like, You know what I
0: mean? For a vibrating
1: like, razor. A vibrating razor, like would never recommend DermaFlash. I think it's like one of the number one affiliate products that they have in that post now. You know what I mean? So, I mean, all of that to say is, even when we do data girl, we kind of take it with a grain of salt. Because- yeah, because
0: who are these people? Obviously, there's always uh, not a mission. What's the word I'm trying to look for, Kirby? Like intention behind a a certain brand or business that is like conducting this study, right? Like they right. wa- they're looking for a specific result. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know?
1: Yes. And it's even tribe dynamics, like tribe dynamics, I, I am pretty sure you have to buy into tribe dynamics and th- I mean, there's people on LinkedIn that, you know, they study who are the most popular brands on social media and it's like, again, to Sahara's point, being popular on social media doesn't mean that your product is great. So, I totally understand that. But in my opinion, we asked listeners what their favorite products were. So, you can't tell a person that their favorite product isn't the best. Right. And it's also how are you basing it? You know what I mean? Like, it's completely subjective. Right. It's 100% subjective. And she mentioned, like, it's more of a popularity contest. Like, she gave an example of. If somebody wins like MVP, it doesn't mean necessarily that they worked harder than anybody else. It could ne- it could just be that they are more pro- popular, have a higher profile, more people like them, etc. Totally, totally valid. But in this case, you know, if I'm if we're asking listeners to tell us their favorite, they probably do think maybe they don't think it's the best, but it's the best one that works for them based on their experience. And we had more than more than
0: a few people give the same answer. So that's why we said it was popular. Also, I would argue that play is more of a body. I mean, face, yes, okay, but more of like a body sunscreen. I use play for body. Yeah, like we were asking everyone what their favorite facial sunscreen is, which unseen until recently is just for your face.
1: Yeah, so I thought it was just an interesting conversation. Last week's – last Friday's episode was truly based on what was said – And delivered to us via comments, hotline, texts, whatever the nature. We are not, we didn't say best purposefully because we don't have criteria. Like, it would have to be like, okay, these are the best sunscreens. According to, they don't irritate your eyes. They leave no white cast. They last however long. You know what I mean? Like, yeah quantifiable data that we obviously didn't ask for or ask people to consider when naming it. It was just like, what's your favorite? So I thought it was interesting, but still made very valid points. Brand recognition is extremely, uh, it's its a thing. Supergoop is probably one of the, the brands in this country that has the highest name recognition. But to that point, the other popular brands we mentioned were ultraviolet and Korean sunscreens that are not easy to get in this country um all that to say we just take it with a grain of, I don't know take what with the grain of salt yeah Th- these are these are not the best by any means we're not like I don't even like sun- unseen sunscreen <laughs> so I don't want people to think like right we're... last week's episode we were dictating that these are the best of the best it was just based on literally yours and then Sarah and I gave our opinion on our favorites at the end exactly <laughs> great okay <laughs> But I love the conversation. One of the things that so always passionate. happens to me is like... I love it. No, when, no she, this was an amazing conversation, but she said, or they said rather, I thought it was a fun episode, so I'm not knocking it. I'm just trying to point this out. And, and it's so funny. I feel like the internet now, because of how contentious it's been since maybe 2015, 2016, I'm like, I know you're not knocking it. I'm not saying you're knocking it. I'm just having a conversation with you. I feel like it's like scary to have conversations now because everyone thinks that we're fighting... When really we're just sharing an opinion. Totally. Totally. <laughs> so funny. Sahara, I don't want you to think that, like, because I'm obviously the one. I, I signed it, Kirby, from the Los Angeles account. I don't want you to think that I I thought you were being critical. Like, even if you were critical, you're allowed to be. Like, that's your yeah. prerogative. But I don't, I didn't want you to think that we thought you were, like, you know, to, just degrading <laughs> us as no. podcasters. Please. That's not what we thought at all. We said we weren't going to be doing wife's anymore unless they really were making major moves in our lives you know impacting us in a bigger way and to be honest there's not a ton of beauty news this week so we are going to lay out products that we have been using and has been making a difference in our routines
0: Yes. just And we've been using them for a while. It's not like it's like something new that we just tried and all of a sudden we love it, except actually for one of them for me, but I've been using it nonstop. Um, Okay. But yeah, because I know, like we said, we're not trying to push, push product as much as we used to with like every wife, every episode, but these we really love. So Kirby, what's your first product? Okay. I can't believe I haven't talked about this yet, but again, you've been gone, so
1: why would I? Since you've been gone. I I did do a video on it though. It's (laughs) lawless forget the filler lip gloss. Have you heard of this product? No. Okay. Have not. So this is the lip plumping line smoothing gloss. I am obsessed. I have it and almost I think like I got some sent to me from the brand but then I went to Sephora and bought the rest because I am truly obsessed. This lip gloss is incredible for so many reasons. I think it's hitting a trend. They've had this particular shade slash scent since like the beginning of the launch, but it's called Cherry Vanilla. And it's a red, but it's a gloss. So that's a, it's a little translucent. And it smells like a Cherry Jolly Rancher. And Cherry is having such a moment right now. I mean, it's, I, I think summer... It's just gonna be like we had a vanilla moment when it comes to, you know, lip glosses and stuff like that. Cherry is it. It is like the flavor of the year, essentially. So why do I love Lawless Forget the Filler? Forget the filler includes this ingredient called maxi lip. Maxi lip is clinically proven to plump your lips, lines, creases, etc., over time. And when you think of a lip plumping lip gloss you may normally think of something like that's going to sting the crap out of your lips burn it to plump them up this has like a little bit of a menthol feel but it's not it doesn't like make your lips like really cold in a way yeah you know what
0: i mean i just found Um, my mine so i'm like doing a it's like i'm doing the tutorial you're leading the tutorial and i'm trying it right now for the first time
1: great so I have a new flavor that's coming out in summer I can't talk about just yet. I think, I feel like, you, which one are you using? I'm using the Cherry Vanilla. That okay, you- I love Cherry Vanilla. That's like by by far and away like the number one skew. I'm obsessed. I also love this one that I'm putting on right now that I can't talk about. But they each have amazing scents to them. It's They got a big old fat doe foot where you can really push the product underneath the lip, on top of the lip. It's not goopy or sticky. Yes. it And it, pl- it literally plumps your lip and it's called Forget the Filler so that, I mean, it's obviously not going to take away your lip filler if you get it, right? But like it fills in the lines of your lips. Wow. One of the things that happens as we age is the lines become more prominent in our lips. And I just love that this goes on. When I wear it, people are like, what's on your lips? Oh my God, they look so juicy. They look so blah, blah, blah. Like... <laughs> So this is Forget the Filler from Lawless. It's $26. You can get it at Sephora. And I can't share much more, but I know they're going to be using, I feel like Forget the Filler as a brand is going to be expanding into other products. They already have a lip mask that they have it in, the Maxi Lip. And they have a lip balm. So if you prefer a balm over a gloss, they also have this ingredient in their balms as well, and they're really, really pretty. But I have a feeling, or actually, I don't have a feeling, I know. They're going into other categories. I don't know exact categories yet, but I know that they're going to be expanding. And I just, if y'all don't know about Annie Lawless and her background and her story and how this woman is entrepreneur of the century. Yes, she's incredible. You see her, she's just like this, like tan blonde bombshell like little tiny thing like super cute you probably think i mean honestly I, I, we don't like judging people on their looks here but like you probably think yeah. i don't know doesn't have a brain in her cell in her head like not mm-hmm. that you know what i mean like she's no, 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 hot yeah. she's like yeah. hot and gorgeous she can't possibly be as smart as she is she's brilliant she's an incredible businesswoman so smart she she started suja right Yes, and I I want to have her on the pod because you guys have to listen to her story. It's just like, and then she married this guy. Like, it's just uh, it's incredible. It's incredible. But Power she couple. did. But, and a lot of people think that she got rich because she married yeah, this you're guy. Like, no man. No. no, she had her. She, was she rich ma- on her own. <laughs> made
0: her own money. Sold it to like Coca Cola or something, right? Yeah, incredible, incredible story. I we love have to have sugar her on. Drinks. I don't usually love to wear like lip glosses every day because it's so sticky and I feel like my lips are dry and then it pills and like you know what I mean but this feels so nice I can't stop applying it on my lips that's what I said I literally it, just it really keep... makes it feel so smooth it feels so smooth and it's not sticky at all not sticky no pilling and
1: that that smell yeah the cherry oh, vanilla shit. is truly just next level I've
0: told every single person to go out and buy cherry vanilla it is so good like, it's not like my lips are huge, but it just definitely makes them look, like you said, creepy, be juicy. And, and it's clinically proven over time to actually improve right. your lips. Yeah, it says increase lip volume to 40%, reduces lip folds by 29%, improves hydration by 60%, increase collagen synthesis by 351%. And
1: this is the crazy thing. I went on a press trip with Lawless at the beginning of March and... It was funny. They they did their homework. One of the people that works at Lawless was like, Kirby, we know you like clinicals. <laughs> they like busted out all this information. I was like, oh, you got clinicals on a lip gloss. Okay, okay. That That's amazing. No, it's it was incredible. So really that was a, a press trip done right because I walked away not only learning more about the brand and figuring out what some of their key hero products are, but really truly use, getting to use all of it and then completely falling in love with this lip gloss and one of my best friends who lives in texas emily is like oh my god that's my favorite too i'm like wow you knew it before i did here we are oh yeah i love that
0: i love that okay this one is interesting to me i haven't tried it yet i am obsessed okay so you know we love dr shereen idris if you haven't listened to her episode go back and listen to it she just launched this new product called the deep puffer Arnica Sculpting Serum Roller. And I honestly just feel like she's a genius. <laughs> because it's like, obviously, metal face rollers have existed for a very long time now. Everyone has a jade roller, all these things to, you know, cool your skin, cool down any irritation. It, it feels nice. But this is the... This is what they call it. The first face roller that actively rolls away your problems. Because not only does it have this metal roller uh, ap- applicator at the top, but it also has product inside. So you basically squeeze out a little bit of product and then you roll onto your skin. So not only does it feel cooling, but there is there are ingredients that are actually working to help... Um, soothe any irritation, any redness, reduce swelling. So there's niacinamide, there's centella asiatica, and then there's arnica, which you're like, wait, is that okay to use on my face? Because I feel like that might be more irritating. But I think the formulation of it and the amount that um, Dr. Shireen put in here is like, it's like perfect. So, so, yeah, and then there's also ash bark extract. So all of this really working to extend what the cooling effect in is doing to your face because, yes, you can like use a jade roller, keep keep it in the fridge, and like massage your face, but that's only gonna do that's only gonna relieve whatever temporarily, but this is gonna help you to extend that. Um, so it has like long longer benefits. I just, I messaged her and I was like, did you make this for a new mom? Like, is that why you made this? Because I've just been using it like under my eyes. It just feels so nice. And she's like, every product I have made is because uh, of my two children. Um, but Yeah, no, it's just like genius. And then Julian Sass messaged and he was like, I'm obsessed with this product. This is so genius. Yep. I think that everyone should go out and try this. It is $38, so it's not cheap, and I don't even – I don't think it's, like, refillable, which I feel like there's an opportunity there, but, oh my gosh. I used – I had this irritation on my neck, like, this redness, and I used it on there. It went away, it just feels really good. I think you would like it. Okay,
1: here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to tell you who this is perfect for besides new moms. If you get Botox or filler, yes, this is a perfect product and this is, let's just call it, this is going to be a new trend, this is going to be a new category, products that help you after getting tweakments. Yeah, I was going to say post-op products. Yep, post-op products, after after tweakment products, I actually have an intro call this week with someone who created some post-tweakment products, which I thought was so brilliant and it's I don't – if this person listens to the podcast, I don't want them to feel discouraged that more of these products are popping up. This is only going to be good for you, that it's not becoming a trend. Yes. But the Arnica alone, I'm reading this first – like, this is the first review on Pillow Talk Derm. Bruising time cut in half. As a product tester for this brand, I hit the jackpot. I get Botox a couple times a year and filler about once a year, and I bruise. The deep pupper was magic. My facial swelling and bruising time was cut in half, and the roller – Keep it in a small fridge and it feels like heaven in the morning and post-workout. Ooh, post-workout would be great. Smart. So I think that this was such a smart – the Arnica is, I think, personally for me, what really sells it. Um, And maybe the Centella Asiatica Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, because of the facial redness. But, I mean, such, such a smart product. I would argue that this should have been the product she launched with.
0: I know. I know. She's just so smart. It really is. It's really – it's truly innovative.
1: It's really – I mean, I don't – I don't know. Like, we've seen rollers like that before, right? But, like, yeah. marketing but it with, this way, with
0: this formulation. And the way that it's packaged, it's so easy. Like, it's just – you squeeze a little bit. A little bit comes out of the roller. You, you know, you massage your face. Boom. I need this because I'm about to go get Bobo with Dr. Sam Elidison,
1: So – Oh. And I bruise nonstop. Anytime I, I get bruises, I bruise. I just – Use
0: it. Let me know how it goes.
1: All right. My last product, y'all know we stay in a on this podcast. One of my current favorites that has been truly changing my skin for the better is their BHA liquid exfoliant 2%. It's $19.00. It's a leave-on exfoliant and it has encapsulated salicylic acid plus fruit acids to help with the appearance of pores and smoothing your skin tone and making your skin look more radiant. I had like a little bit of a acneic moment. I wouldn't want to say it was like actually acne but just like two really deep cystic pimples and then a bunch of little whiteheads like all over my face and I I honestly feel like a lot of it is maybe stress-induced. But I couldn't figure out what was going on. I I got sent this product a couple of months ago, I believe. And I started using it. And it has worked wonders for my skin. I, I love using it. It doesn't have a weird kind of taste to it. I know you're, you're not supposed to drink it or eat it. But, like, sometimes <laughs> if it gets around your mouth, yeah. it has, like, a little bit of a metallic taste sometimes with these BHA exfoliants. Sometimes they, like... Uh-huh. Like burn almost, like as you apply, like real quick. I have I have not felt that with this, this product. And I love it so, so much. Oh, this is the clinically proven results from Noturium. It says 100% of subjects showed improvement in exfoliation, 90% of subjects showed improved hydration, and 90% of subjects showed reduced appearance of pores. And that was in an eight-week clinical study on 31 subjects. You can use this daily which is awesome, a.m. or p.m., and p.m., actually. Uh, you just put it on after cleansing. I put it on a reusable, like, cotton square, and you need just maybe, like, three to four shakes of it. If you haven't tried Naturium, in my opinion, like, get on it. There's They have so many incredible products. The body wash.
0: Yeah, especially if you are looking for, like you said, Kirby, affordable, accessible, and just, like, if you could build your whole routine, from Nuturium, I know people from, that from have. Head, from head to toe and, like you said, your body too. Yep. The, the Perfector, the salicylic sil- acid
1: body wash, love that stuff. And, I mean, these are huge. It's $14 for a huge 500 milliliters of product. Like, truly, truly incredible.
0: Um, you love the vitamin C, right? Yes. I love the vitamin C. I've been using um, what the niacinamide body wash – um one of the lotions everything that i've tried of naturiums is I, I love it it works it's just it, it all works
1: yeah i agree i've never been disappointed in a naturium product i mean i use it to the last drop so yeah. highly recommend this bha i would i would maybe suggest i don't i hate dupes but maybe it's a dupe for the paula's choice bha nope. idk people i mean i love Polish choice like people love this stuff. The Polish Toys Skin Perfecting 2% BHA product. It's 34 bucks. Oh, for four ounces. Okay. So, and how much is this? This one, 19 dollars
0: for four ounces. Give it a try, y'all. Save save a few bucks. Yeah, save a few $50. dollars.
1: Okay. What's your last product?
0: Okay, really quickly, I posted about this on my Instagram. So, like Kirby, I'm taking a break from getting my nails done. I just don't have the time. And I, you know, obviously the kids are around. I'm trying not to use a lot of products with acetone in it or anything that smells too uh, strong. Um, And I had remembered 10 Over 10 sent me a bunch of products and one of them was their nail polish removers. So they have a... um, rose soak nail polish remover bottle but the product that I have been using from them it's the same formula but it is in a uh, wipe it's in a Mm. biodegradable wipe it comes in these little square like packets and the wipe is huge it's like bigger than like a face wipe and it can remove your nail polish all all the nail polish from your hands and your feet in one wipe it's not going to take it off in one swipe because it's a lot more gentle the formula so this is great if you have like brittle nails if your nails you know are a little bit damaged from whatever gel if they're just sensitive if you have any sensitivities to nail polish or nail polish removers this is such a great option it smells really good it smells like roses Ooh. and so you basically just take the wipe you push it down onto your finger sort of like massage it in and then after like you know a few swipes it it removes the polish um, regular nail polish and what I love about it too is that it's like it feels hydrating to your nail and your cuticle so, you know, with the typical nail polish remover you apply it on and your nails are, like, so dry, your nail beds and the cuticles are just, like, it, feel, it feels like it hurts, you know? <laughs> so um, yeah. Yeah. you won't get that feeling with this. And, again, it's biodegradable. I'm not suggesting everyone use this one. If you like this formula, I think you should buy the actual um, nail polish remover. But this is great to have um, if you're traveling – um, or, you know, just throw it into like your makeup bag. Cause you never know, you know, when you need it. Um, but for me personally, I just, I loved the experience of using it. I loved the smell and it's, uh, you can get it at Target. You get eight, um, little packets for 10 bucks. And then the actual,
1: I was going to say Target. That's I know. awesome. I, I was like, where are you
0: finally? It's 10 over 10. Is that yeah, Target? Yeah. And then the Rose Soak Nail Polish Remover is $12. I love, I've tried a bunch of their other products too, like the cuticle oil. Um, They make just really cute, like also like nail tools. And then I know when we had Courtney Cox on the pod, she like talked about one of the 10 over 10. I think it was like the, what do you call it? Not callus remover, but some sort of like. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's in our shop. Yeah, one of the foot bombs or whatever. Anyways, love, love, love. It has horsetail leaf extract maybe that's what helps it that's to dead. remove. I don't know. I've never heard of that before. Essential oils, vitamin E, aloe, and then yeah, that rose rose scent. So, it's great. I I love it because like I said, my nails are like a little bit in recovery mode and it 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 hasn't felt like it's 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 only helped, I should say. Awesome. Those are great. If I had
1: yeah. regular polish, if you ever sign me up. Sounds incredible. Yes. Yeah. All right. We got A little bit of news. Not a ton, but a little little bit. bit. This is from Beauty Independent, and they have a column called No Stupid Questions. This one is written by Rachel Brown, and it says, is the beauty industry suffering from a product quality crisis? Here's the intro. Lauren Lucree, chief innovation officer at contract manufacturer Voyant Beauty and head of its business unit, Atelier by Voyant Beauty, believes the beauty industry is suffering from a product quality crisis. He points to mold, formula separation, and packaging issues as evidence. We were curious if he's alone in his belief or if it's a widespread concern among beauty industry insiders. So for the latest edition of our ongoing series, posing questions relevant to indie beauty, we asked 14 beauty manufacturing executives, cosmetic chemists, and other experts, including Lucree, the following questions. Do you think there's a crisis of quality happening in the beauty industry? If you think there's a crisis, how should it be addressed? What are your thoughts, just right off the top
0: of your head, Sarah? Well, we just talked about this very recently. Yes. So it makes me feel like we're like we were talking about it before they talked about on the it. right
1: path. <laughs> what,
0: <laughs> on the right least path. At we're calling
1: yeah. a trend. So yeah. here's Lauren Lucre's part in this story. He says, beauty consumers are naturally curious, so trust is critical, which I believe we've seen challenged recently. For me, this crisis of quality is the result of a perfect storm of several factors. First, social accounts like Estee Laundry have provided a peek behind the scenes of beauty industry drama. And we've now seen that expand into proactive analytical product testing, calling into question being able to take for granted inclusion of ingredients at efficacious levels, as well as the exclusion of harmful regulated chemicals
0: compound. Does Estee Laundry still post by the way?
1: I don't know. I I don't see them post as much but I have a feeling they've been paid off by people to stop covering them in some form or fashion or they got sent some kind of legal document (laughs) telling them otherwise because they were always on my feed and now I barely see them
0: talk about anything. No totally. The last three posts I know this is a tangent. Go for it. But yeah, no, they they just were not posting as much. I think I'm sure that they've been sent a lot of letters. Something had
1: to happen because it was they brands. were so at, like almost daily. Yeah, it was like pandemic. almost like
0: Diaprada, but yeah, but yes. they slowed down. Anyway, sorry, they slowed I down. Digress. It's okay, it's okay.
1: Lauren says, compounding this is consumers trusting ratings and reviews more than brand provided product performance claims, which can quickly and widely amplify any negative product experience in real time, whether it's actually related to the formula or not, which I think is really true. And he says, lastly, the continued market push for clean has resulted in the market moving to more natural preservative systems, which require a much more high touch technical approach to not only formulating, but also formula testing as well as more natural ingredients, which can affect how a formula looks over time which I agree and to that point I don't know if we brought this up during the Kosas conversation regarding those concealers but three cosmetic chemists I believe it was Jane Esther and Javon Javon all worked together and took three of those Cosas concealers had them tested for mold from I think Like, one that was newish, one that was three months expired, and one Mm -hmm. that was, I think, six or nine months expired. And even though some of them… Smelled weird. Flagrantly smelled like blue cheese. Yeah. There was no mold. There was no mold, which
0: I thought was super interesting. I know. I'm sure that Sheena was like, see, (laughs) I told you guys it was fine. But obviously, the experience is not great. Like, you don't want to be applying blue cheese to your face. I mean, it does smell – like, I'll be honest. Like, No, I mean, a bunch of people came out and said that. It wasn't just one person. I literally
1: have Revealer Concealer in my drawer back there that are brand new. And anytime you open it, it does have a bizarre smell. I think it is the sunflower uh, oil that's, I think, in it, right? They have sunflower oil in it? Yeah. So do do I think we have a quality control crisis or, like, you know, is there an issue here? Perhaps. I do think, though, to Lauren's point, utilizing clean ingredients and, like, you know, these preservative systems and having natural ingredients will naturally cause a product to, like, separate or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean the product is bad. I mean... I was looking at actually Say's new foundation. I have it. Oh, totally. I had it laying on its side, and the oils completely separate from the rest of the product. You really
0: do have to shake it yes, up. Yes, you have yep. to shake it. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's just what yeah, you have it, to do. You can't expect it to be the same exact. Like this is, I'm holding the Say formula up, which I just tried by the way. It it's not going to yeah. be the same nope. as like your Armani no. foundation. It's just it's not. not. I actually really like that say foundation I thought oh my god I was going to talk about it today but I need to give it a little bit more time I really like it let's look at some more comments here um this is from
1: Laura Lamfory, and she says she's the R&D director at product society she says personally I believe the clean beauty movement is the main reason we have a crisis of quality happening in the beauty industry Mm. Okay, that's interesting because honestly, Beauty Independent really does skew more towards clean. Like they are always like promoting brands that are clean, which I think is like really interesting that Laura brought this up. But it says, this is because clean beauty has blacklisted many ingredients that have been known to be safe, effective, and efficacious due to a level of fear-mongering. Due to this, chemists have been forced to turn to using ingredients that are less studied, therefore more difficult to formulate with. Now, this is not to say that you can't create an efficacious, safe, and clean product, but due to the clean beauty movement, it has touted non-clean beauty products as dirty, which is far from the truth. And it says, when it comes to proliferation of yeast, mold, and bacteria, this often comes from the usage of less studied, less efficacious preservative methods being selected, or even worse, branch choosing to choose no preservatives in order to be a part of the clean
0: beauty movement. Well, We talk about this all the time. The fear-mongering, the marketing, that's why... We have gotten to where we are now. This is from
1: Angela Amello. They are the founder and green chemist of Salt and Earth Labs, and this is what they say: quite the (laughs) quant, quite the quant, (laughs) (laughs) quite the contrary. Wow, Kirby, get it together. Quite the contrary. Overall, basically, if you want me to audition for something, make me say that (laughs) sentence, and I won't be able to audition quite the quant wowie overall standards have increased as have consumer expectations you used to see products on the shelf with separation color and odor changes but brands and formulators have become more savvy with solutions especially now when any perceived quote-unquote quality issue can be blown up and literally destroy your brand let's be frank no brand wants a quality issue it is not good for business what you do see more of however is the following social (laughs) media social media hyperbole yes totally agree people blowing up people's Mm -hmm. spots for things they don't even understand diy culture and this is what angela has to say about that i'm a major advocate for getting scrappy and getting it done a lot of businesses especially self-funded black female businesses have started this way and i would never call for more bureaucracy and red tape to stifle the natural inclination for human innovation more education may be needed and the good news is we are seeing it including more training courses chemists influencers and information that people can use to develop the products they need and Brooke DeVard actually brought this up on the podcast and while I do think like no I don't want bureaucracy and red tape to keep people from making things you should not be able to sell something that is not like actually stable and actually safe to put on the skin like I I don't think anybody's saying that here but I do think sometimes people are like there's all these rules and regulations it keeps innovation from happening and it's like even with clean beauty, like we said, like Kosas does have preservatives in their products. it's It's maybe not the preservative in Armani, but it's they do have something available. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So we do
1: need to figure out ways to balance both of these ideals that we want. you know, innovation and you know, entry, like no barrier for to for entry. Everyone can be, you know, making their own beauty products but also making sure that they look safe. And it's interesting, like Angela mentions this, but I I see separation all the time. I see, I get weird odors all the time from clean products that aren't necessarily, like more so in the last three or four years than I ever have experienced
0: before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I also like that she brings up the speed to market. Yes. Everyone just trying to cut corners so that they can jump on the latest yep. trend and not have to do all of the testing the stability testing uh i mean we've seen a lot of smaller brands i think suffer from this where you know they like are really hot one minute because of a product launch and then they'll launch like a really quick follow-up after and then there's like mold in it so yeah all of everyone has made really good points this is also why i love beauty independent and rachel brown because they always interview like actual experts and they just like, it's just a Q&A. They're just like, here's the answer. <laughs> like, we're just going to give it to you straight. Yeah, everyone has made such, such great points. I'll
1: leave you with this. Krupa Coastline, who has been on this podcast before, she considers herself a clean beauty formulator. And this is what she had to say. Newer brands try to fit into a clean bucket, trying their best to comply with an RSL, restricted substance list, without fully understanding the responsibility that comes with it. For instance, many have attempted to move away from proven broad-spectrum preservatives and have replaced them with a combination of newer preservative systems. Although this is not itself a quality issue, it takes expertise to formulate well with these newer preservatives. Newer preservatives. A handful of formulators understand the nuances when working with these. Older preservative systems tend to be much more forgiving. In general, when it comes to cosmetics in the U.S., there could definitely be more stringent oversight across the board. Without clear established standards on product safety and stability, the lack of quality is imminent. Mokra is a step in the right direction, but we need to keep moving. And if y'all didn't listen to that episode with Brooke DeVard, we talked about Mokra a little bit on that episode. So, All in all, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you think there's a quality
0: issue? I do, and I don't. (laughs) We could all be doing better, uh, I I think, especially the quote-unquote clean. But I do think everyone is, for the most part, trying their best to make a safe, efficacious product. Totally.
1: But what makes me wonder is a lot of these cosmetic chemists and a lot of these people that are chiming in are talking about the nuances of working with these newer preservative systems. Right. That it seems like it's more of a, I would like love to do a roundtable of cosmetic chemists to see what they say. Like, no, the biggest issue in our industry is that we don't even know how to work with some of these newer preservative systems to give the performance that some
0: of these brands want. Right. I would like to know, I think, you know, obviously Kirby and I, like we don't, exclusively use clean beauty products. So for us, it's like, well, you know, that's fine. We'll stick to like what, you know, our our tried and trues. Um, but like for people who are, are really passionate about clean beauty, like Jackie Johnson, like I want to know like what their thoughts mm-hmm. are, on the, are on this and like their priorities. And it's like if they are willing to use products that are using these newer preservatives because, you know, it is a quote unquote clean and quote unquote safe product to use. Are they willing to then risk it maybe having some mold in like six or seven months? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what their thoughts are on the current state of that. But I do think Mokra will definitely help, but. Agreed.
1: And I also agree too though, social media does blow up people's spots. Oh, it's
0: so I hard. Just, I It's understand. so hard to, to exist on social media. I feel like the
1: Kosas thing though, I can't remember how that got started, but if it was an influencer saying that it smelled weird, I mean, if it was an influencer that got sent the product and they have a direct line of communication with the brand, why not go directly to Kosas and be like, yo, is it supposed to smell like this? Yeah. I understand though, if you're just buying a product and you're like, why does this smell? You don't have a direct line of communication. So you're just like, why? (laughs) This smells like blue cheese. Yeah. And it does smell like blue cheese. Like I'm not... I'm not making that up. But that's the thing. A lot of, ton of people are like, yes. But smelling like blue cheese does not mean you have mold. And that is the lesson you should take away from this conversation.
0: (laughs) Smells bad, exactly. And just because you're popular doesn't mean you're the best. (laughs) I'm going to make a product that just smells like ranch
1: dressing. So then people are like, I don't know if it's just going bad or if it
0: just smells like ranch dressing like hot dog water see ferulic you're like is it is it supposed to smell like this it It smells nasty anyways
1: yeah people still
0: use it all right lastly we got some sephora news really quick oh and you know in honor of earth day sephora launches a national take back program called beauty repurpose this is kind of exciting Uh, So more than 600 Sephora stores across the US and Canada will now take back packaging from any brand and recycle it through the company's partner, PACT, which we've talked about PACT before on this podcast. Um, They're covering all in-store collection costs, so it's a free service. And if a Sephora store is not able to take, I'm sorry, if you do not have access to a Sephora store near you. You can use a pack mail back collection box or it might be like an envelope, I forget what it is, but you basically just fill out the form and then um, send the items in for $8. And so yeah, they're just basically trying to make it easier for you to get rid of your empties and not just toss it, you know, in your trash and end up in the landfill. Hopefully they are recycled, but I think it's pretty cool. I think that this is, you know, a step in the right direction I think Ulta has tried to do this as well. Uh, Sephora is not the first. But I think, you know, obviously people are already going to Sephora to shop. They can just bring their empties with them, drop it yeah. off, feel good, help the planet. It says that Pact is also announcing a new brand partnership with Benefit, allowing customers to mail in up to five empties per month for free. Pact was founded by Victor Cassell, who we had on the podcast. As well as Mia, Mia Davis vp of credo beauty everyone is in the industry is working together to help reduce our carbon footprint because as we know we're a big offender
1: yes we're trying side note mob just came out victor's brand mob just came out with a new foundation the ceramide blurring foundation
0: <gasps>
1: i know we is it so I good hate first impressions on this podcast but i just tried it for today They sent me two of the refillable packs with four foundation shades in each one. So I have a total of eight. It is pretty incredible (sighs) on first
0: swipe. Oh my gosh. Would expect nothing less. Like an immediate, immediate color match. (gasps) I love when that happens. Nothing more satisfying.
1: I need to keep using it and see how it wears throughout the day. But... I think Mob is going to blow up. I think they're going to be just as big as MAC. It's a bold statement. You
0: heard it here first. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts
1: and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support
0: us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelospod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E,
1: on all social platforms.